Yeah. Let's talk. Let's do it, man. Damn. Damn. We're here. This is it. With our own hats and everything. Talk about a bus ride from, from Hershey Park. Wow. What was that, three weeks ago? Three weeks ago, man. Yeah. We're up and running. We went to a student government trip over in Hershey Park, Hershey, Pennsylvania, and we had this idea. We had it for a long time. I mean, people our whole lives were telling us, do a podcast, do a podcast. <laughs> and look at us now. You know, we are. We're here. It. Uh, I mean, it. It didn't take a lot, right? Just took a thought. Yeah. Yeah. And a few conversations. A few conversations. A few smart boards. What was that? What oh, was it called? the Jamboard. The Jamboard. Jamboard in the library. Right. Uh, you know, the the cool thing about conversation is this: you just never know where it's going to take you, yeah. right? And to to understand that we're sitting here in front of cameras. Doing what we do every day, it's surreal, dude. Yeah. It's surreal. I'm just trying to, you know, those office conversations we have? Yeah. Trying to bring that into here mm. just so viewers could see it. And yeah. I've been, how many conversations have we had that was like, yo, I wish, like, we had a podcast of this. Oh, like, so Like, going many. over sports psych notes. It's every day. And our experiences with sports psych. Sports psychology is insane, dude. God, it's a major. I mean, I mean come it's on, my passion. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. So, the bone, bro. What's the bone? Why do we got hats that say the bone? Uh, well, you know, the bone, I know there's skulls and there's bone, like literal bone associated with the word bone, but the podcast, The Bone, is centered around an acronym, and the bone, bone is an acronym. Beginning with B of no end. Mm. Beginning of no end. And people ask, they're like, what? what's the bone? I ask what's the bone we right. have we have conversations like and i question myself what what is the bone what is this podcast that we're making yeah you know i think it's hard to conceptualize because it, it came up on a text right like we're yeah. talking about names of this podcast and then like you know i just i have this thought of like this is the beginning and like there's not going to be any end and it's it's surreal to conceptualize what the bone really stands for. I think it's a lifestyle. It is. It's a lifestyle. When you're like able to understand the present moment mm. and appreciate the present moment, your experiences in life are so much more fulfilling. And it's those experiences that have no end, essentially. That's that's my version of the beginning of no end. Yeah, like And that's kind of what I wanna input into this community. Yeah, everybody, all of our listeners, listeners, I mean, who knows, maybe across the world one day. This is episode one number one, but who we knows? don't know. I mean, we're manifesting great things out here. 100%. So, the bone is definitely a lifestyle, as you mentioned. And uh, I just, I'm thinking about what it means for me. And it all stems back to that, that date, that, that August 30th date. Mm. So, I'll let the audience know, it's a little secret of mine. But uh, I had a spiritual awakening on August 30th. 2021 the current year and I was just really self-reflecting on my past experiences and I was thinking about who I was not as a student not as a mentor or a coach or a leader or a brother or a son or a grandson or a nephew right not as any of my titles. I was thinking about like who Zach Olive, right? Identities, identities, titles, right? Roles. I wasn't. I, you know, I was thinking about these things, and I was like, but that's that doesn't define who I am. No. I define the roles 
that I'm a part of. And so when that translates to the bone, I think about it as if on that day, August 30th, I had this moment of realization of, wow, I am limitless. Mm. I am what it means to be abundant. Yeah. I can do anything and everything as long as I, I don't want to say want it because that, that's a little cliche, but if I put out love and good energy into the universe, that day was my realization that anything and everything could happen. This podcast can happen. Yeah. Yeah. And on that day, I was just thinking about what it's like to start something. You get that rush, mm. you know, those feelings of, you know, intense, you know, nerves, right? They start to go before this, right? Both of us. I mean, just we're, we want to do, we want to do this. And when we get that feeling of like, we want to do this, we get those nerves. It's like euphoric. It's euphoric. So yeah. like those meetings in the library, it's like such a euphoric feeling. Like, oh my God, like we're starting this. We're making hats. We're thinking yeah. of websites, YouTube pages, Instagram pages. Yeah. Check us out on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Everything. At, at everything. everything. It's at the Bone PC. We'll put it up in the link description. Something. We'll, yeah, do we'll, something. we'll get it there. Don't we'll get it out. We'll get it out. Yeah. But it's like, it's so euphoric in the moment. And then like. You get closer and closer mm. and closer. Then I'm at work before it. It's like, oh, we're two hours out. We're an hour out. Mm. Then we're walking down. Mm. And it's like, it's so surreal. Yeah. It's surreal. But you put the good energy out, you get the good energy back. Mm. You know? That's what it is. I think that's what it is. That's what it is. It's a gratefulness. Being grateful. Yeah. Being appreciative. Extreme gratitude. Extre like, ext like, gratitude for this couch yeah the, for the floor yeah like for these cameras and the lights i mean these lights i mean come on like and talk about energy i am hot yeah like i do this all the time like i'm gr like life i'm grateful you know what i mean yeah and i think when you could understand that gratefulness it's like it puts the world in a completely different perspective mm. and that's when those life-changing experiences happen and that's when there is no end There's to no your end. life yeah, it's, it's all intertwined. It's a continuous cycle. Yeah, you know, it is. when thinking about these things, you know, you think about like the way the inside of your hand feels. Yeah, right. we were meditating today. Yeah, so we literally meditating today, outside on the mini quad, and thinking about the inside of our hand. How often do you hear that? Inside of your hands. Yeah. Like, can we think about that right now? Think about like the energy and the flow inside of your hands. You kind of feel the heartbeat mm. within the hand. And then the technique is like, feel it throughout the arm, mm. feel it in the chest, up the, up the head, down the legs. And you're kind of fully present of your, your human body, you know, your physical right. body. It's metacognitive, yeah. really. Yeah. Because as much as I can say, yeah, I'm grateful for the trees and nature and my parents and school and education, that stuff's great. It's good to write down in a journal and to feel satisfied every day but it's so much deeper man it's so much deeper than those things mm. you know like those things are amazing however it's our relationship with those things that mean the most right yeah I it's think like so. it, it's like when we it's your perspective on those things yeah yeah it's your relationship and you know i, I say this a lot right like Without the ground, we would have no purpose. Yeah. But without us, the ground has no the purpose. The ground has no purpose. 
And so, wow, to think about that, we're sitting in chairs on a floor that could support us and we're present mm. with that moment. That gets so intentional. It gets very specific. Intentionality. Yeah. Being intentful. Like, I think it all comes down to intent. Yeah. Because I think it's a practice. And you can't oh. practice without intent. You can't. Like, it's not there. You compared to, th like, three weeks ago compared to now, you had to practice to be at a spot you are in this moment. So, like, your, practice, your intent to practice and get better at mindfulness and to get better at being aware of your surroundings and things like that, I think plays a huge role. I think is the main role in all of this. Yeah. You hear a lot. You hear, like, trust the process. Not a fan. What does that even mean, bro? Not a fan. Process has an objective. Mm. You know, I feel like practice really has no end. So, like, in my life, physical therapy, I'm practicing. I'm, I'm in the process of becoming a physical therapist. I'm applying. I'm going on interviews. I'm filling out applications. It's like, if I look at it as a process, once I make it to PT school, fingers crossed, it's like, okay, I made it. Now what? Now what? Yeah. But if you change the process to a practice, you're continually, continually, continually getting better. You're like growing within the field. So it's like I'm practicing to become a physical therapist. Then when I'm a physical therapist, I'm going to practice to be a better physical therapist. Mm. When I'm a better physical therapist, I'm going to keep practicing to maybe have my own company or find innovative techniques and methods and this and this and that. But it's like it's it's growth. You know, it's, you're always striving for for better for more. Are you striving for better? Think about that for a second, though, you know, like, are you striving for better or are you simply just purely enjoying yeah. with your entire heart the practice that you're in right now? But I think with that comes right. wanting to be the oh, best. Oh, 100%. Because being the best is when those interpersonal relationships are created and when you could touch more lives than one. Right. You know, what is the best? <sighs> I don't think there's a definition. Yeah. I think it's personal. Yeah. My best is different than your best. What's 100%. your best? Right. It means so much to me. Yeah. So if I were to say, oh, I'm the best performance coach or the best sports psychologist, right? Now I'm comparing my subjective experience to everybody else's yeah. in the field subjective experience. And when you become that best sports psychologist, what about everything that led you up to that moment? Right. And are you now enforcing a fixed mindset and not a growth mindset because yeah. if you're now the best okay now what exactly. we get back to that question of now what so is it rather the best physical therapist or the best sports psychologist and more your best self what is best self i think your best self is right now yeah right because like i think about this often right and when looking on our past experiences, it's easy to tell that tomorrow is going to come, right? And so in that process, we often forget that tomorrow really just doesn't even exist. Mm. There was a quote in, in, in my Islam class that Sufis don't look at tomorrow. Tomorrow isn't in their dictionary. They're focused on right now, today. Yeah. 
because what do they have? What do they really have, right? We really only currently, in this second, own right now. Yeah. That's it. We own this conversation. Right. That's all that matters. This is our moment. And then tomorrow, (laughs) if there is one, which we like to hope. I mean, we don't have death wishes out (laughs) here, right? (laughs) But, you know, tomorrow is going to be another moment. Yeah. And I think that, to bring it full circle here, is the definition of having no end. It's a crazy lifestyle, bro. Yeah. It's exhausting. It's exhausting when it's like 11 p.m. and you're like, I need sleep, (laughs) right? Like, when do I prioritize my (laughs) mental health and sleep over my growth mindset, you know? Yeah, dude. It's kind of finding a balance, though, too. Yeah, that's all it is. Finding a balance within it. Because you could get caught up real easily Mm. and kind of forget everything that's going on around you. Yeah, why do we get caught up? Because we're so present. We're so present. Like... If I, I couldn't even tell you how many times that my mind went to the relationship between my shoes and the floor right now. <laughs> really? Yeah. Actually. Actually. And that relationship grounds me in this moment with you. See, that's interesting. Yeah. See, I'm here. There's nothing else but this. This is the thing, though. It is this. That's what it is. But if we focus just on this, we start to forget everything that's around us. But it, are you supposed to? Are we supposed to forget? Is that what we want? I don't The think... reading today mm. in um, Meditations, Marcus Aurelius. Uh, what did it say? Uh, abstinence from... Negative thought. Negative thought. Evil thought. Evil thought and evil action, mm. which is completely not having. Right. Not having negative, uh, evil thoughts and not performing evil actions. And then you wanted to bring psychology into it. How can you not have evil thoughts? Like everybody has evil thoughts, right? Yeah. But I think it's practicing being here right now that allows you to forget about the evil thoughts, that allows you not to have those evil thoughts. Mm. And I think when Marcus Aurelius was talking about his mother uh, abstaining from that, it's her practice of being present that allowed her to not have those evil thoughts and so by reading that it's now a misperception because we think now like as a reader an uneducated reader or an untrained eye yeah would look at that and say oh she didn't think any negative thoughts that's impossible you know however i think what you just said being so present and current in the moment right now those negative thoughts didn't even have space in her mind yeah they didn't have space there were no neural pathways being activated right by negative thoughts right like, you know, I, I like to relate this to performance psychology a lot, right? Yeah, and we both play baseball. So if I told you as you're going up to bat, don't strike out, what's what are you the thinking only about? thing on your mind? Don't strike out, don't strike out, don't strike out. What's going to happen? Strike out. You're going to probably strike out. But if you bring me to the batting cages after three years of not playing baseball and you tell me focus on the – this was before you found my, f- mm. mindfulness. This actually happened. Yeah, this is, this is, this is real life. <laughs> So you bring me to the batting cages three years since I've ever swung a bat. And you said, just focus on the ball. Just look at the ball. Watch the ball hit the bat. Raking. <laughs> I was raking. Three years. Never haven't, hasn't I swung. haven't swung a bat. In three years, dude. 
I think that's the power. Like, that's the power behind it. Of and intentional that's an, focus. Yeah, and that's, that's an example before we even had any types of these thoughts. Or me, at least. I... I was young. Mm. Like We're all seven months ago. My, my, like, yeah, I no, still am. Yeah. Like I still yeah. am. Like yeah. if you compare ourselves from a year ago, and look at the the breast cancer walk we were on. Mm. Look at us then, and look at us now. Not just the physical growth, the beards, you know, the muscles, you know, mm, right? but like our personality growth, our our professional development. Like I don't even recognize who I was. Yeah, I don't even recognize. But you got it. Okay, there's all right. There's the present moment mm. is important. Don't get me wrong. Me, please. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. This is important. But I, I, I got to say it's important to look where you came from. Oh, no doubt. And, and to, like, don't live in the past. All right, but look back on it and realize who you were and who you are now. And what helped you get to where you are now. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. Some, that's some powerful sh- you know. Mm. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It's powerful to understand where you were. And understand that you thought probably, maybe, uh, maybe the world was going to end. Yeah. Right? Like, oh my gosh, this situation is so bad. And the fact that you have the privilege to th- go back and think about that. And you kind of laugh about it too, You no? laugh about it. Like, what, what the hell was I thinking about? What, what was I stressing about? We're resilient, man. But I think that's something you have to bring into now. It's like... If it's something I could look back on and it was something that I got over, what's not making, like, what? it's the same situation now. If I am going through something, it's like I'm going to look back on it 10 years from now and be like, well, what the hell was I doing? Mm. It's something so simple. Like, I think people get caught up in stressful situations and and they adapt, but they don't realize they're adapting. They're They're caught up on the stress and the emotions they're feeling. I think if you realize how well you've adapted in the past, and bring it to your your present life, it's like, I adapted then, I'm just gonna adapt now. Yeah, and you look back and you're like, well, how did I do that? And we often get confused. It's like, yeah. how did I even get through that? How? That, that's when you have to be reflective. Right. Dude. You, you think about like who you surround yourself yeah. with and all that stuff. The book, this book is, I read one chapter of this book <laughs> and I, I can't stop thinking about it. This dude had 17, a list of 17 people. You're referring to Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. Yes, yes. He had a list of 17 individuals and depicted character, like descriptive characteristics about each of them and reflected on every single one of them. Mm. I could barely do that for you. And I see you every day. (laughs) Like the power of being like reflective and self-aware I think is life changing. Like, it, it it almost brings life to where you currently are by reflecting on your past. In what sense? In the sense that when you realize everything that you've been through and you've realized how resilient you are to get where you are today, yeah. that self-awareness of that last part of what I said is today that self-awareness of understanding that you are still here, mm. like, it makes you start asking the right questions in life. Yeah. But what are those right questions? You know. I feel like it makes you it makes you appreciate mm. the right things in life as well. But again, what are those right things? What are those right and things? And I think that's your human condition. Like, for that individual person, whatever they 
think is the right thing is probably the right thing in that moment. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because everyone has their own life experiences that drives them to within reason. Within reason, yes, right? Like, of course. Well, we're assuming that like you've read a few books and that you know how to surround yourself with some good people. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. You know, it, it. Who you surround yourself with is really everything, man. Yeah. You know, I said at the leadership conference, like, surround yourself with four idiots, probably gonna be okay. Right. Surround yourself with four successful people probably gonna be okay literally my last instagram post yes 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 That's your literally post. i thought you did that because of what i said yeah. oh, i don't know uh yeah oh okay I'm just uh, sure. are you kidding me yeah. yeah of course but prime example right prime example yeah my friend group look at my friend group yeah two valedictorians an astonishing oh stop astonishing individual very intellectual, well-spoken, all that nonsense, you know. It's like, okay, I have all these people in my life. They're just going to drive me to be, like, that fifth one, mm. you know. And I, I, I see it in myself already, and I'm proud of that. I'm not going to deny that. Like, right. I'm proud of who I surround myself with and how they shape me to be who I am. I'm proud of them or, like, yeah, what would you say in your keynote speech, that closing line? I'm thankful for them, but I'm most thankful for myself. There's mm. something along those lines. Yeah, Snoop Dogg said it best. Yeah. <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. Snoop Dogg says, you know, something like, you know, last of all, I'd like to thank myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank yourself, man. Yeah, thank yourself. Like, thanks, dude, for surrounding your, myself with people forget dope-ass individuals. Yeah, people forget. Yeah. Do you ever do that? Yeah, they do. I do. I mean, kidding me? I feel like we're so quick to point fingers at you know, and blame people for where we are today, rather that be in a good way or a bad a negative way. way. Right? But like you say, sorry to cut you no, off. No, no, no. You point a finger, point it right back. Right, right back. If I'm pointing a finger for surrounding myself with individuals like you, yeah, I did. That's on me. Thank you. But if I'm pointing at you for, I, I can't think of something off the top of my head, but something negative, I'm probably feeding into that. You know, I'm, I'm feeding into that negativity as well. Right. Like every action has a reaction. Right. Basic, every basic, action. Basic, basic truth. Basic. Newton. <laughs> you got Newton in here? <laughs> yeah. No. Inertia. Right. Right. <laughs> like, right. The reason that we're sitting on this chair. Yeah, and I think it's really it's really hard to think about what's right and what's wrong, right? Because I feel like when we only reflect on subjective experience mm -hmm. a lot of the times we're going to convince ourselves that we're right yeah you know and we're going to convince ourselves that what we're doing in this moment is for me not against me and i'm just going to go through the motions and pretend like i don't have to acknowledge anybody else's opinion yeah. ignorance. ignorance straight up ignorance ignorance is, ignorance is bliss right it is however ignorance also has two sides right so like say i smoke weed every day and I just convince myself that like smoking weed every day is the best thing, and no one else tells me that it's that it's not, right? And like you know, opinions on weed go on a, on a very large. That's gonna spectrum. be tough to get into, yeah. It's gonna right. I don't even want to get into the details. My one note, I gotta add this. Yeah. If you're, if you're using that as a source to like escape, escape something that's even like more unsafe, alcohol. Mm. You know, you don't want to drink alcohol anymore. Yeah, refer to. 
to it. Like that, there there are positives. Like there are 100%. some positives. One hundred percent. But if you don't have any, like you know, David Goggins refers to this as like an accountability mirror. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, dude. Reading the book Can't Hurt Me, by the way. Like the book Can't Hurt Me by by David Goggins is insane. Didn't read it. I listened to it. Oh, dude, I almost cried. I was. Work- I cried. I was walk- working out and like hearing his voice. Or whatever the reader's voice was, uh-huh. like it almost brought me to tears. Yeah, like he lived through some sh- like stuff, dude. Stuff. It's crazy. But you know, he refers to this accountability mirror, and I think it's really important to know who's holding you accountable. Yeah. If somebody is holding you accountable and they're on the same side as you, reflect on that. Mm. Reflect on it because yeah. they might tell you everything that you're doing is okay. But if you can have people in your life those challenging relationships that challenge the you people that challenge you yeah and that that acknowledge you for where you are yeah but understand how great you can really be yeah they will not be afraid to say no to you yeah and it's that like out of love expression oh like, yeah i'm doing it out of love like yeah i see your potential dude straight up like i get scared sometimes when you challenge me why because i embrace that dude i I, How do you think I feel, bro? Dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, I should have made that. Should have made that clear first. I embrace it after like two seconds. Okay. But in those two seconds, I have like that fight or flight reaction. Yeah. Right. And so when I tell you an opinion that I feel so strongly about, and I firmly believe that that's true, and you say, "But wait, look at it this way." Hundred percent. Initially, my gut reaction is to say, no, shut up. Like, let me have my moment. Screw that. Screw that. Get out. (laughs) Get out. Yeah. But no, if I can fight past that or acknowledge that I do have that reaction and respond in a certain way Mm. and say, hmm, like, okay, I'm acknowledging that I'm having this fight or like defensive approach to what he just said. But I'm going to choose to hear him out on purpose because I really know that he understands me and gets me. Mm. Yeah. I think just more growth stems from that. Because, like, to look at something from multiple perspectives, it's like, oh, okay. I had this thought and that thought. I'm going to combine the thoughts. And, like, oh, this is – it's like this is the answer. Mm. Not this isn't the answer. This isn't the answer. But we can meet meet in the middle somewhere. Right. It's like a simple basic compromise. Yeah. Right. But why is it that, like – like the people, I don't know how to explain it. Like, all right, hitting, you're hitting. Baseball? Baseball. Yeah. And you're doing a drill. A coach tells you you're doing something wrong. Your dad tells you you're doing something wrong. You react differently. Oh, yeah. In my life, I have. Like, oh, my, my life, too. My Trust coach. Me. I love you, dad, but I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, my coach, like, all right, word, yeah, I'm going to fix this. My dad is like, oh, what is he talking about? Like, you're just getting me, like, you're, yeah. you're going to get me tight. Like, personal, man. Why is that? I think it's just because they're just they're challenge they're challenging you in the same way. They want you to be just as good, and they're probably giving you the same tips. Mm. But when it's coming from a certain individual, you kind of like get out. You do that get out thing. We're like, no, this is my moment. Like, get out. Or like, compared to your coach, like, all right, come in, talk to me. What's mm. good? Why is that? I it's like the it people that love you the most and the people that you've been around your most, been around the most. Like if. If Gabby, my girlfriend, if she were to tell me something, I'll be like, ah, pfft, 
I get pissy because mm. five-year relationship, blah, blah, mm, blah, blah, yeah. blah. But, like, if somebody else tells me something, I see it from a different lens. Why is that? I think it has a lot to do with bias. Yeah? Right? Yeah. Because, you know, I love you, Dad. I really do. But some of the tips, man, <laughs> like, some of these times, you know, I was, I was very fortunate to grow up in a in – uh, a nice home with a batting cage in my backyard and so my dad and I would go out and we'd hit in the batting cage yeah and he w- I swear he would tell me the same things yeah. that my coach would yeah. say the same things but I would have this mentality be like dad throw, I don't want to hear it throw a bitch fit I th- oh I throw a bitch fit yeah yeah straight up I and you know looking back on it now I'm like oh my gosh you know because I literally from like a family member right and it's like it's that family member aspect like why like why do I react this way to this day to this day, I'll react yeah. like this. And of course, with practice and this and that, like I'm able to step back, reflect on the situation, come back to it. Sorry, bed. Sorry, mom. Sorry, dad. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But why is it that first initial? I think honestly, like it, it's, it's love. It's love. It's so much love that it comes off as just downright disrespect. Mm. And if I... If I treat my dad with disrespect in the batting cage, I look back on it and I genuinely reflect on some of the things I say and I'm like, wow, you know, I could have, I could have responded better to that. Mm. I love my dad so much. I trust him. I'm going to dive in. I'm going to answer my own question Mm. a little bit. Please. Is it a subconscious unwantingness to disappoint? Does that make sense? Do you want me to Can you say that again? Yeah, continue. So if it is your dad giving you these tips and you're like doing it wrong, doing it wrong, doing it wrong, Mm. you're you're in your conscious, you're like, like I'm letting my dad down. Like he's not proud of me. Ah, That fires you up. up. I'm disappointing my girlfriend. I'm disappointing my parents. Right. Compared to my, my coach, like. I'm not embarrassing him. Like, he's just a coach. Right. He doesn't have I paid this, this guy $40 have, an hour. Yeah, he doesn't have this love. But, like, I'm embarrassing somebody that loves me and somebody that wants me, me to be better. You know? Yeah. Is it, like, not wanting to disappoint that kind of makes you react that way? And by reacting that way, you inherently shoot yourself in the foot. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Because now you're not even focused on the baseball. You're just focused on how your dad thinks about you hitting the baseball. Well, at yeah. least me. I don't know about you. Right. And I'm so focused on, oh, my gosh, like. I don't want to disappoint my dad so much and I love him so much. I would hate for him to think that he's wasting his time out here. That. Yeah. That along that thought line. Yeah. I would hate for him to think that he's wasting his time out here. Is that what the gears are going through? I don't know. I don't know. And so we put up like this front of like, I know more than you. Yeah. Like, let me let me also have a say, Dad. Yeah. And then he's like, you know, of course, you know, Dad's not going to tolerate that. You know, <laughs> shoot that down real quick. <laughs> you know, get back in the box. You know. <laughs> yeah. You know, figure it out. <sighs> I hate figure it out. Yeah. What is we say that a lot? And like, what does that even mean? I say it as a joke now. Yeah. Figure it out. What do you mean, figure it out? What do you mean? Teach me how to figure it out. I don't know how to figure it out. Right. Clearly, I haven't. Clearly, that's why I'm here, bro. So you telling me is just upsetting me. Right. I think that's the difference between a good coach and a bad coach. Yeah. You know. 
and a good friend and a bad friend. Task mastery objective. Mm. What are the two categories? Task master, task mastery. Yeah, like task, like a like an um a task oriented approach. Task oriented. Right. And then what's the other one? An ego oriented -oriented. approach. Ego oriented. Yeah. Yeah. The focus on the task, focusing on that task at hand Mm. versus the result of what this task could bring. Mindfulness? Not mindfulness? Right. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Right? Like being mindful of the fact that you're a human being in this moment having a conversation and not caring about the result of this conversation. Dude, we could go viral in two weeks. Are we even thinking about that right now? That's no. the thing. If you're if you're making if you're making content to want to go viral, stop. Nine out of ten times you're not gonna go viral. Right. I honestly would say stop making content because you're right. actually reinforcing negative thought processes. Yeah. You do it because you love it. Right. Do it because you want to have a conversation with somebody. Right. You know? It's all connection. Yeah. Like, if I have the opportunity to change one life with conversations that we have, yes, hell yeah, put it out there. Right. You know? One life or a billion lives. One day, who knows? But, like, right. I'm not going to be, like, go to somebody that I never have deep intellectual conversations with and be like, oh, yeah, let's make a podcast because I want to be famous. Mm. Uh, nine out of ten times, it's not going to be a successful podcast. Right. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh, this goes into a whole nother topic of like transactional relationships, right? Dive into it. Yeah, I think... I got time. Yeah, I mean, I got time. We got time? Yeah, we got we got time. Yeah, we got time. <laughs> Thanks, Tommy. Uh, you know, transactional relationships are the death. The, I, I'm going to say the death, and it's going to come off as aggressive, but I'm going to say the death of ourselves. And what I mean by that is this. If we act and expect something in return, we are not being 100% in tune with that action. Mm. If we think about everything that we do in life, from eating to having a conversation to taking an exam, if we look at these tasks as a transaction, oh, I'm gonna take this exam so you can give me a degree. Oh, we're gonna have this conversation so you can one day refer your PT patients to my sports psych clinic, mm. right? Yeah. Or like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cook this food for you so you keep coming back to my restaurant. I think that is the death of the task itself. Now, what if you flip that transactional relationship but put it on yourself? So it's still a transaction. I'm gonna study this material so I learn. Mm. I learn. I'm going to eat this food so I'm healthy. I'm going to exercise so I'm healthy. What is the, if the transaction is between yourself, is there positive effects from that? I think you get nitty gritty into like the different forms of extrinsic motivation and intrinsic motivation. Oh, okay. Right? Okay. Yeah. So like if you're doing it for your health, you're really not like doing it for like pure enjoyment. Right? Yeah, but not everything has to be out of enjoyment. Not everything, no. It's no. like you think I count my calories 
and like prepare meals a week in advance because I enjoy it. No. Mm, right. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do, but it's for me. It's for you. I'm not doing it to get acceptance from anybody else. Right. It's, it, that's the that's what I'm trying to say. Like right. it's a transaction for me and me only. Mm. I think I just had a fleeting thought. And I think, you know, what really separates it is, you know, as you're performing the task itself, the current action of cooking the food, being out there on a field or a court or having a conversation or whatnot, if you can be in tune with yourself and do it for you, counting your calories, right? If you can do that for you and have that interpersonal relationship with yourself, that's going to be the most in-depth experience that you're going to have, which in the moment could result in something great. And I think after that task is now completed, if we look at it as, oh, like, okay, like who, who did I impact, you know, or like, I, I like to go back to cooking, right? For, you know, I mean, I, I love food, come from a family who loves food. Dude, I made like a pasta. Mm. I never put, so okay, I eat like strict. I mm. eat very strict, but today yeah. I made pasta with ground beef, some sauce, some garlic. It was the most basic oh. pasta dish, but like I made it, and it was delicious. Oh my gosh! I love the, I just I love cooking. Yeah, no, the fulfillment is insane. Yeah, right. But say you were cooking that pasta dish for somebody else, I think in that moment you are, or at least you know my mentality right now, right, is to be so in tune with the flame and the cooking and the smells and the texture of the pan and the food and the taste, right? That's gotta be a personal experience for you, right? Because that's what makes you a great chef. Now, whether you're cooking for yourself or you're a trained five-star chef working for Gordon Ramsay in Hell's Kitchen, I think when you, ex when you have a deep experience with yourself, once that is said complete, right? It's like dished up on a plate and it looks amazing, I think it's, it can now switch back over to, you know, let's hear some feedback. You know, like, what can you tell me about what I just did? Mm. Like, give me some, some honest, genuine feedback on my performance. Because cooking is performance. Every, everything is like everything. Is, is a performance. Everything is performance. Yeah. So by having that personal interaction with yourself in the moment while you're doing it, and, you know, when it's said, done, having that relationship and communication with others and having that filter of, like, what's BS and what's not BS, you can understand how you can impact more people based off of what you did. Mm. So you're dancing. You're dancing oh with that dish. Gosh. You're dancing while you're cooking. You're enjoying, yeah. you know, the sprinkle of salt, the, 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 the sautéing of the onions. You're, you're there. You're enjoying it. Rather than, let's bring it to the other perspective, Oh, I have to cook for my three closest friends. Like, I don't want to let them down. Mm. Let's just think like that's the situation. Mm -hmm. You're cooking, but you're thinking, oh, it's got to be perfect for them. Right. It's got to be perfect for them. Right. It's got to be perfect for them. You're missing out on the whole experience right. of cooking. You're just going through the motions. You're going through the motions. And I think if you could compare life to something as simple as cooking a meal, you know, sometimes you're just going through the motions of life. It's like you want to reach that objective. You want to, you want to make everybody around you proud. This and this and that. It's like you're just walking through it. You're putting a face on. You're getting an A. You're going home. You're working out. 
for everything is for other people. Mm. But when it's for you and you only, that's when you start dancing with it. You know, when you are able to say, I am proud of me, thank me, thank you, that's when it's like, all right, I'm dancing. I'm dancing with life. I'm enjoying every aspect of life. I have an interpersonal relationship with everything I do. Alan Watts. <laughs> yeah. You literally just described Alan Watts. Did I? Yeah. British philosopher Alan Watts talks about this. He refers to life not as a journey. Right? Everyone wants to think of life as like this journey. Mm. You know? And like I'm, I'm referencing Alan Watts here. These are not my own individual thoughts. Even though I abide by them every day and yeah. live, live them out. Everyone thinks that life is a journey. But this goes back to what we said in the beginning of this thing, of, the, of this episode. There is no tomorrow, like literally no tomorrow. The only thing you have is right now. And so if you think that life is a journey and you have an idea of where you want to be in 10 years, if you're fortunate enough to get there in 10 years or less or, you know, whatever, if you're fortunate enough to get there, you look back and you say, now what? Mm. And we look back and say, where was I? Like, what did I do? Well, well, I was just going through the motions. Yeah, well, you explained it with um, the GPS. Yes. Oh, I love that analogy. Manhattan College, input into the GPS. Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Oh. When you're driving your car, are you even thinking about Fort Lauderdale? No. You're thinking about the next turn you're going to take. Right. We could dive even deeper into that. And, like, you could be so mindful on driving, you forget the GPS is even on. That yeah. Happens that happens, <laughs> that to, happens me to me a lot, yeah. But, like, worry about right now. Mm. Don't worry about your destination. Worry about, turn. worry about the next turn. Right. The turn after that. The turn right. after that. But at the same time, don't forget all the turns you took. Right. Well, that's why there's history. You yeah. know, you can look back and say, oh, like, oh, there's my route. Yeah. You know, like, oh, that's the cool thing about history. You can look back and reflect on your personal experience and say, oh, like, that was a wrong turn. Because that led me to this place, and that was a little bit more difficult than it could have yeah. been. I'm grateful for that being difficult, for going through that difficult road. But here's how I could be more efficient with my strategy. Yeah. You know? And being efficient with your strategy is not to gain something more. It's to experience life deeper. Yeah. Deeper. It's not longer. No. It's deeper. I've had a fuller life the past three weeks than probably the last three years. Oh my gosh. Because I'm just appreciative. Yeah. I'm dancing. Yeah. That's it. That's it, man. You know, August 7th, or I'm sorry, August 30th, like I said, my spiritual awakening. I've lived more life in the last seven weeks. More conversation. More conversation, more mindfulness than ever before, more feeling of the grass, more picking up of body language, mm. more smiling, more dancing. I've lived more in the last seven weeks of my life than in the last 21 years. And I mean, we're, we're young, dude. Yeah, we're really young. We're young. We're not young. even 20 yet. We're babies. We're babies right and like we don't have any answers but what we do have is ourselves yeah right 
and by like reflecting on our own experience and by having ourselves truly at the end of every day, laying down at night in your bed, if you can say, man, I had myself today. I had myself today. That's a powerful ass feeling. Compared to laying down, like, what was I doing today? Where was I? I feel like I just woke up two hours ago. Like, right. You're just walking through it, going through the motions. It's all connecting back. It really is. It really is. You know, and and I just, I looked at your hat, right? Same hat. Same hat. Same hat. Same wavelength. These will be out soon. Yeah, they'll be out. The bone. Grab your merch. Yeah. (laughs) Please. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, but like, you know, this goes back to what I just looked at your hat and and I see the bone. And going back to our logo, I feel like, Every day is a new beginning. And mm. so if every day oh, yes. is a new beginning, how could there ever be an end? That's a great perspective. You know? That's a great perspective. How could there ever be an end if every day is a new beginning? Yeah. And how do you begin? How do you begin that day? How do you begin? I'll tell you how you begin. You open your fucking eyes. Whoa, I mean, not the F word. You open your eyes and you realize that you're here like your body (laughs) he's standing up oh he's getting (laughs) fired up like your body you're here that's the beginning when you can open your eyes and see your skin and look at yourself in the mirror and say is that you is that you and when you, say, when you look back at yourself in that moment and say, yeah, yeah, that's you, that's the beginning. Mm. And that can happen every day. I think that's how you have full days. Full days. Steve Harvey, uh, he was on one of his talk shows. I don't know, his many talk shows that he has. He was like, oh, one of his buddies called him up at 5.30 a.m. Are you up? Yeah. Guy, energetic. Good morning, Steve. You up? Yeah. Every morning. Good morning, Steve. You up? Yeah. And then one day I was like, Steve, why do you answer the phone like that? Like, you're living another day. Like, put some pepper in your step. Like, mm. it's a gift. It's like the re- like the way you're answering the phone is probably the reason you're having shitty days. Yeah. You know? Yeah. To wake up grateful. To appreciate life once you wake up, it's like I got a full what, 24 hours or 12 hours that we're awake. I got a 12-hour span yeah. to do what I got to do to like leave my print, to make my life feel worth it, you know? Yeah. I'm going to put my everything into it. I'm going to put my entire being into I get to actions. do this. I, I get to. I don't oh, have to do I this. I get to. I get to do this. You know? That perspective, that, that mindset. Game changer. Game changer. Yeah. I get to go to school. Extreme gratitude. I get to go on PT interviews. Off the rip. Even if I don't get in, I get to go to PT interviews. I get to apply to college. I get to drive. I get to eat. Yeah. I get to sleep in a bed. We'll talk more about how I get to versus I have to next time. But for today, I mean, wow, dude. This was, this was insane. Yeah. This was great. It was this was everything that I 
thought and more of what this show was going to be all about. This is going to be intense, dude. Yeah. This, this, is, be, this was a smooth first day. This was a smooth first day. I'm comfortable. I'm getting a little hot. I'm getting a little sweaty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These, high, these, lights, these lights are intense. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, wow, man. Yeah, dude. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Whatever Tommy and the, and the crew. At. You know, all of your help. You yeah. know, I like to thank our agent, Kayla. Yeah. You know, you know. I'd have to shoot out mom. I'd like to thank myself for being here. Oh, you just did it. <laughs> you just did it. I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. No, but you're not. You know, I like, screw up. Thank me. Thank you, Zach. Right on camera. Right there. Drop the mic. We're leaving. Boom. Take it off. <laughs> you're right. Uh, but no, thanks for everyone who was listening today. We'll have more episodes every week. Yeah, we're trying to shoot um, every Thursday. If, um... We got to see the process of, like, uploading and editing and all that. Yeah. But we'll try to have weekly videos up for you guys. Um, but that that concludes. That concludes it, man. That concludes our first podcast. Yeah. yeah. It's it's going to be a show. Yeah. It's going to be a ride. The bone. The bone. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk.